All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Real Life Podcast, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Welcome to real life, everyone. <laughs> what is going on right now? I think that I'm in love with Matthew Kachuk. You guys all drunk? Episode 308 of the Real Life Podcast. Hello, I'm Tyler Yeramchuk, joined by Chalmers and Bag Milk. And that's it. Wanya and Jay failed. I can't believe it. Regardless of, regardless of who is on the podcast, it's always brought to you by the HGA Group. Find them on Twitter, Instagram, at the HGA Group. And uh, take your business to the next level with all of their great services. There's like 12 of them. They've helped us here at Oilers Nation and they can help you. Um, just the three of us and you two were talking about the fact that there's like a fighter jet flying right over you guys right now. Yeah, we're out in the West End here and apparently there's a, some kind of maneuvers going on. I, I didn't see it, but uh, I could definitely hear it. So I'm over in like the Rio Terrace area. Uh, one of my jobs, I'm sitting in my truck and I just... I hear that. I, what I thought was something happening on like the white mud, like a crash or something. And I look up and there is a fighter jet legit super low and like not just flying straight, but it's like flying sideways and it's going so fast and it's so loud. So it was cool. A bunch of people were like, come outside and look. And then all of a sudden it disappears, but you can still hear it. And then it comes back for a second one. It was awesome. I Ooh, love doing that stuff. I don't know. Like maybe like a test flight. Then I saw a little Cessna fly by, and I was like, dude, I hope you know. <laughs> I hope you're, you're looking around. I hope you got your head on a swivel up there. Yeah. But it, was, yeah. it was fucking awesome. Imagine being a fighter jet pilot, just being able to, like, just tool around Edmonton. Like, where do they land? Where do they go out of? Is it still, like, cold lake or cold, like? Yeah, I would think so. Where there's a, 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think oh, so. Maybe they're out what would be like learning? Chalmers, this is a good question then. What would be like, I think there's not very many jobs more badass than a fighter pilot. What would be like yeah. on your top list of just a badass job if you could do absolutely anything? A badass job where you could do absolutely anything. Holy, that's putting on the spot. Let's see. I, so I'm, I, I go on Instagram all the time and I see jobs of people that are really, really, really high up in the air. And they're doing like work on like windmills and shit. And that stuff does not interest me. Like, I don't really like heights and stuff. Mm-hmm. A badass job you could do, I, I don't know, like a, a, a cop. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can do pretty much whatever you want. I don't know. What would you do? Spark my, spark my, spark my uh, creative side here. Man, I think a fighter, a fighter pilot's got to be up there. Or like a sniper or something in the military. That's fucking badass. It's badass, but also very dangerous. Yeah, but yeah. that's what I mean. Like, it's, it's badass, but it could be dangerous. Tyler, what do you got? That just scares me. Um, I'd like to be a podcast host. Um, no, I don't know. Like, I, I don't like danger. Have you ever been skydiving, Bag Milk? I've oh, not. Uh, yes, I have. Yes. I oh, have. really? Yeah. Was it like a tandem jump where you were tied to somebody else? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You I have to be the first time, don't you? I believe so. I was in, yeah. I was in uh, Byron Bay in Australia and I went and I was strapped to this like Austrian dude and he was like flipping out of the plane and it was, it was wild. It was bananas. It was a really good time. And I'll tell you, nothing gets the heart pumping quite like a free fall. I could never, could never, would never, not my fucking thing. Not at all. I love all that no, shit. None of that. Like, I've none, never done bungee jumping, but I love cliff jumping. I used to do that all the time and skydiving was super cool. I do that again. I love that shit. Oh, no, that I not just... like, like bungee, bungee jumping, all that stuff. I thought I would get that done when I was like 20. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go bungee jumping, skydiving. Never did it pretty, pretty like scared about just the whole thing. But then you have kids and it's just like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm just going to, not put myself in any harm's way for this stuff. Is that what it was for you, Chalmers? Like when you had kids, you just kind of mellowed out? Uh, yeah, like it's, yeah, absolutely. I straight up didn't want to do anything that could put your life in like danger. It's funny because the feeling that you get when you drive out of the hospital with a brand new baby and everybody on the road is an asshole and it's just like the worst, you know, you just, you, you feel like, everybody around you is just out of control and that you wish everybody, you know, your life changes at that moment. <laughs> so yeah, like I was never going to go bungee jumping, skydiving, anything like that. Not even at like the mall, like not even like a small one. I just, I don't really think it's worth putting, uh, putting I your could, life. In, I could in maybe danger. do that one at West Ed. That is the jump into the large wave pool, but like that would absolutely be my limit. I would zip line. Zip lining seems like safer and cooler, <laughs> um, but like a full on free fall of any sort, not a chance. Yeah. It gets the heart pumping. I'll tell you. Speaking of babies, I, 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 I got to go see, I got oh, to see oh. Wanye in the wild with Wanye jr. What? The other day. It was adorable. That is, that is nice. They make a good. No, I've known Wanye a long time, and it's just it was interesting to see him in dad mode. You know. Yeah. I and, just uh, pulled up uh, something on Google that was the top ten badass jobs out there. Yeah, hit me. I don't think some of these are all that badass. Number ten is a butcher. Number nine is a judge. Number eight is a rock star, badass. Badass. Number fuck seven yeah. is a lawyer. That's pretty badass because you can pretty totally. much get out of anything. 
Yep. Uh, number six is a real wild card here. I'm not totally sure what's so badass about being an ice cream truck driver, but uh, it was voted the sixth most badass job. Number five, not a, spy. a spy. Number yeah, like four, how do you go from officer. how do you go from ice cream truck driver to spy? <laughs> I don't know. That's obnoxious. And then we, like we round up the top four with uh, police officer, astronaut, soldier, and firefighter. Yeah, see, I'll take the, agree like, with a few of those. Ice cream truck driver has no part on this list. I don't understand that at all. I don't know. That, that, Unless that it's badass bad that you can listen to that horrible music over and over again and not murder everyone around you. That's the only thing I can think of. But also, like even a judge or like a lawyer, is that really badass? I feel like the really exciting parts are cool, but for the most part, isn't it like a lot of like paperwork and like grunt work? Well, I'm not smart enough think, to get either of those positions. I think, well, right? would be, I think what would be considered so badass about it is if you're a judge, you could pretty much go anywhere and you know, all the rules of life. You know what I mean? Like somebody could, you just get pulled over by a cop and you're, you know, you know, your rights, your rules. You walk yeah, in you can, like, I don't know. You could, you could like reference section 16, a one B of the code of something. And you're just like, nah, yeah, I get it. Okay. I saw an Instagram video of a guy get pulled over and he's like, he gets out and he goes, have you run the plate yet? And the cop's like, just get in your vehicle, sir. I'll be right with you. And he goes, run the plate. And then he gets in his car. The guy goes into the car, runs his plate, goes back up to the window and is like, have a good day, judge. And he goes, yeah, I will. <laughs> and then just drives away. <laughs> See, that's, that's badass. badass. Fuck yeah. yeah. That is pretty badass. Um, so oh. we mentioned no Wanye and no, uh, no Jay. And uh, that reminded me that we said the next time Wanye is not on a podcast, we would play the future Wanye voicemails we got. So How do we want to... Wanna- I think we have three future Wanyes to play. Yeah, we need to listen to these. Okay. Um, so this... By the way, here... people can still leave us messages, right? Yeah, I, uh, I don't... Oh, Jay's going to hop in now. This actually might be nice timing. I'm going to put Jay in the call. Um, we got three of them. I'm going to make sure I'm playing the right one here. You can still leave us a voicemail. I just changed... I usually had it in the bio of our Instagram and our Twitter. Um but I changed it right now to our nation disc golf video, which you can still go watch. Um, mm-hmm. Jay is here outside at an oodle noodle live on location at Twitter group. Oodle noodle. Just business or pleasure. I, uh, yeah, today's a, today's a busy uh, day for me. I've got a investment banker in town from Toronto and we're giving them the Royal tour of oodle noodle. So oh, I'm being okay. respectful of his time because he flew all the way on a plane here this morning to come spend literally like 18 hours with us. So uh, I had to kind of put the podcast on the side, but I wanted to check in. How are we doing? What's going on? Then while you're here, Jay, I need to ask you, what is a badass job that you would like to do? Chalmers and I both saw a fighter jet cruising around the West. Well, Chalmers saw it. I heard it cruising around the West end. Oh man. Fighter jet would be sick. Um, I'm an, I'm an av geek. So, I, I love planes. So yeah, flying any kind of military or even a Hercules as a kid, I was really obsessed with those, uh, I don't know what C one, C one twenties, C one fifties, C one thirties. I can't remember what they're called, but they're the Hercules four prop planes. I fucking loved those. Another I badass think... job would probably be like an F one driver. Oh yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That would be sweet. Yeah. yeah that should definitely take, uh, um, ice cream truck driver in the uh, top 10 badass jobs list on google 
because uh, a race car driver of any kind would be fucking killer. Now, Absolutely. okay, okay, retirement Tommy Bahama mode, Jay would definitely love being an ice cream truck driver because you're just driving around spreading delicious joy. That is Good true. Retirement gig. Good retirement gig. Yeah, unless yeah. you're getting high on your own supply, as it were. Oh yeah, that's why I'm wearing Tommy Bahama because that thing's got some give. If you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. The best, the best retirement gig out there is definitely like golf course marshal or like golf course starter, where you just hang out there and chit chat with people at the golf course all day. Best, that'd be a great retirement job. You need to have dialed in one liners. Yeah. Oh yeah, right? Because yeah. you you can go around and be the co- the course jester. Like you can really set the vibe of a course if you're a really good course marshal. But your one liner game needs to be. I think it'd be awesome. I, I would love it. That'd be great. You go there, you work like, I don't even know how long their shifts are, but in my fantasy scenario of this, you work like four hours and then you get like free golf at the course. And that's just like your day-to-day life. Oh, what a dream. What a yeah, dream. Yeah, the free membership would be nice. Definitely help on the, uh, on the cash flow of retirement. Absolutely. JR, when you, if, if you would have put in the chat before you hopped on, I'm just with an investment banker that flew here and we're giving him the royal treatment of all the oodle noodles. I would have expected a J uh, in maybe an Indochino suit or something to pop on, but you are looking like you're wearing your best gray hoodie. I'd like you to explain <laughs> the attire for such, what seems to be such an important uh, day's event. Buddy, this is my brand. This is who I am. I don't dress up to pretend to be something <laughs> I'm not. That's true. That's true. I've gone to meetings with Jay before and he's always rocking the hoodie and the hat. I've been in happen. I've been in some like real intense meetings with high up people and I don't give a fuck. It, you you either like me or you don't. I think well, it's do sets you wanna, the tone. Do you want to talk clothes yeah. or do you want to talk noodles? <laughs> yeah, well exactly, right? Did did the food taste delicious? Was the service not great? You don't need to fucking care if I'm in a hoodie. Yeah, exactly. Respect. Mm-hmm. I respect it. Respect. Yeah. Um, all right, Jay, oh, we were, heard, sorry, sorry. I, I heard about disc golf. I, I want to, I want to, okay. I, I know you're talking about the video. I think we've landed on what we want to do for on the Oilers nation hole for the golf tournament. And that is hold a disc golf long drive contest. Okay. So on the Oilers nation hole, which I think might be 18, I can't remember which hole it's going to be at the, yeah, at the 18, I think. we are going to have a long drive contest. We'll put up some prizing for that. And we'll see. It'll be funny to see because we'll get to enter and hopefully we, we put out a long drive. See how we can compare to the others. If we're just average Joe, if we're way below the, the, the mean or, or for superstars. But I, I feel like I'm going to be like the, the, the biggest bunt on the day for sure. But I imagine, I imagine there's just, there's just going to be a ringer there who like plays disc golf all the time and really knows how to start the chainsaw and just embarrasses yeah. everybody. Can I? Well, yeah. Josh Park's going to be there, uh, so we'll get him to give a, a, a route. We should probably update the world on Josh Park here at some point, but uh, maybe we'll do it after the golf tournament, unless you guys already have. No, we haven't. We'll get to that after uh, after the golf tournament. Um, the one thing I will say, so hole 18 at Cougar Creek, is that not the one with all that water on the right side? Oh, yeah. So it's the par four that you can reach in one. We're also going to host a closest to the pin on that hole. I just want to say this long disc golf long drive thing. This is going to end up with a lot of discs in the water. Well, that's the thing. You go way left. Like if you throw way left, like where, where you're actually supposed to hit, I think the water should come out of play 
or maybe we'll do it somewhere on the whole, but we'll figure it out. Okay. Who's the poor guy who has to go retrieve the disc every throw? <laughs> who we got mine in the, the nation hole, but nation Dan there, Zach Lang. Now, that Wait. might be the Waz and Dan. Like we want to, you know, we, we want to put our best people on that hole in terms of like providing a good vibe, good service. Unfortunately, but they might have a cart to maybe do the back and forth. We'll see. Or maybe or the watch. boys are, or the boys are going to get their steps in. Well, hey, yeah, we just nothing need, wrong with getting the steps in. We just need to get like at least four discs, four driver discs at least, so yeah, that everybody eight. can throw it, and then they so they don't have to be going back and forth. Yeah, we'll probably do eight, and so that way we can maybe ten because maybe we can accompany for a couple. Uh, couple of LLDs, if you will, lost discs. Um, okay. And uh, and then maybe handle like two groups at a time. And then that way you only get, you only, you, you only have to go out uh, for every other group to pick up this. Okay. Or something. We'll figure it's it out. It's a lifestyle. We are seven days away, exactly, on the nose from the Oilers Nation Open, which means we are five days away from Frank Saravalli showing up in the city, which is going to be fun. Yeah, and then one, coming in on Tuesday. That auction to play with frank and gregor is happening on the jason gregor show on monday is that right yep yeah, yeah. so tune in tune in uh chance to play with frank and gregor uh and yeah should be a good day they're very pumped frank's a decent golfer just got a hole in one gregor's yep. got a hartford whalers bag that's cool <laughs> if you win that auction it is guaranteed <laughs> you will have a ton of fun but you will not have as much fun as fanny pack freddie will playing with us he won our oh, auction yeah. Fanny Pack Freddy is in trouble. Uh, in trouble in a good way. So Fanny Pack Freddy, if you are listening, come join us at the pint before because that's where the real driving range is. Uh, and then hop on the bus and uh, we'll go to the golf course and have some fun. Yeah, because you're not going to be able to drive home, Fanny Pack. Fanny Pack. You might, yeah. might want to yeah. figure out how you're getting home afterwards. Yep. Yeah, Uber. Uber. Okay, boys, I got to jump out. So have a good Bye. show. Bye. My goal for the Oilers Nation Open is to pace myself at a responsible level. I just want to. Yeah, yeah, good luck. Yeah, I know. Just yeah, good luck. Really take it easy. Bring lots of water. <laughs> that, there's beer. There's water in beer. I think that's everybody's plan. That's like every Monday. I plan to get back in shape. Every fucking time we go and do one of these things, I'm like, we'll water every drink. We're gonna, you know, just really pace it. Next thing I know, I didn't. I'm not eating dinner because or breakfast because I just. I'm feeling good and I don't want to wreck it. So yeah. then I just breeze through lunch as well. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's 14 Ryan Cokes later and I'm slobbering down dinner just because I haven't eaten all damn day. Yeah. So that's that every year at the Oilers nation open golf tournament. I always say I'm going to take it easy. And then I'm 2 a.m. Drunk by fucking one in the afternoon. <laughs> no <laughs> happens. All right. Uh, do we want to, uh, do we want to give her here on future Wanye? You gotta hear it, and or else yeah. we're never gonna just hear for, it. Just so everybody remembers, I believe this is actually Wanye. So let's do you really like this? Do you really? This not shtick. I I don't know. I people can listen to it. It sounds so much like Wanye. Whoever sent these in did such a bang up impression. Um, okay, so we'll all be quiet here, and I will play. Here's part one of future Wanye. It's loading. Here we go. Hey guys, it's Future Wanye. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have said four-time disc golf champion Future Wanye. Didn't see that coming, did you? Uh, yes, I'm from the future. It is Wanye, and I'm just calling to tell you that if you get this message, don't eat the scones. Just trust me on this. I know they're delicious. I know that you're going to... I'm talking to you, Chalmers. 
Because I see you. Oh, look at me. I'm Chris Chalmers. I got my Slurpee in one hand. I got my scone in the other. And I don't give a goddamn. You can't tell me what to do, future Wanye. Well, I'm telling you, if you do it, you might just unravel time and doom the universe. So, whatever you eat, whatever you do today, don't eat the scones. And if on the off chance I've called the wrong timeline, then fine, the scones probably okay. But just to be safe, don't eat the scones. Future Wanye. I'll see you guys soon. I hope. Unless we all die. <laughs> I, like, this guy, the, this the guy fucking is mannerisms. Jay Farrow or Frank Caliendo or whoever this guy is, because he has fucking nailed it. Like, he, even the way he says my name and then says, oh, I'm Mr. I'm Chris Chalmers. That's well, exactly how yeah. he talks. Okay. The pace of it is there. The mannerisms are there. The, like, the little breaks in his, it's all and there. The jokes and the jokes, the jokes are there. Like, they're the, they're the same type. This guy <laughs> fucking nailed it. If this isn't him, then <laughs> this guy is one of the premier impressionists of our time. It so, really is impressive. I want to go back to really I want to go back to this part here. This is the one part where it sounds so much like Wanye, it's spooky. I'm gonna fast forward. Hey to, guys, oh, it's future Wanye. Oh, I'm oh, oh, sorry. One sec, I clicked the wrong button. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, fast... okay, that was that the part? Okay, because, here we go. This yeah. this is the part coming up here. One hand, I got my scone in the other, and I don't give a goddamn. You can't tell me what to do, future Wanye. The I don't give a goddamn is so much like Wanye. Like, oh. Yep. Anyways, yep. Uh, if you missed the original story on this, someone's leaving us voicemails on our on our voicemail, pretending to be future Wanye. Um, so part one: don't eat the scones, and Wanye is a disc <laughs> golf champion. Okay, but and and further to the conspiracy theory. Wanye will not let us play these when he's on the podcast. Because yes. I think he knows he, his one thing ever since we, ever since he started this. And I sat in on the very first episode, this was ever made uh, with Shrudwick and Gregor and Wanye. And from that, from the very first episode, his one thing was, I don't want to hear my own voice. It will freak me out. And he, if anything else, He's a man of his word in that way. And he does not listen. Like, uh, to the point where I even think that it pisses him off that he has to hear the intro where he talks, right? <laughs> so, he's never in, the, like, they're never in the same room at the same time, right? Wanye and this Wanye, because he knows that I'll have hard questions for him. And so he will not let us play it. So that's further to the story of future Wanye just started leaving us voicemail. It does seem Actual suspect. Wanye, it's so suspect. You kidding me? Super sus. This case is closed and, or wait, is it open? Signed, sealed, delivered. Open and shut. All of it. Signed, sealed, delivered. Do we want Bang part the gavel. two? Of course I want part two. Gift wrapped. Bow on top. Part two, future Wanya. Hey, guys. Future Wanya again. I've got a bad connection to this timeline, so <laughs> bear with me. Do it all. Uh, anyway, I understand you didn't play my last message, and that's okay. Because if that's the case, then this is the timeline where we re-sign Nuge, and that's good news because with the extra money we save, um, I, and with him, we're able to <laughs> handle cups in years. So you're doing right, doing great, everything's okay. One more word of warning, though, especially to you, your M check. If a guy named Bryce tries to sell you Dogecoin... Don't fall for it. He's just a guy with a chainmail dice bag like some D&D geek, and he's got a bunch of Chuck E. Cheese tokens he's spray-painted in his garage. They're not real Dogecoins, <laughs> so don't fall for it. So anyway, <laughs> asking from the year, Kanye, 
Uh, talk to you soon. So on that one, when it keeps cutting out, that's not my internet being bad. That's like a nice creative touch. So that's fucking hilarious. Also, he sent that in on uh, over a month ago. I think that was before Nuge signed. Anyways, so hey, that was kind of weird. Are you t- are you meaning to tell me that even in the future we got bad cell service? This is fucking disappointing. Yeah, come on, Elon Musk, figure it out. And it's so on brand for him to, to bring to do to do something a joke revolving around cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, I can't and wait Elon to see. What he's, yeah, I can't wait to see what he's got for round three. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Round three of Future Wanya. Oh, hey guys, it's Future Wanya. Like. That's actually a good impression too, though. It's the the pace of it is exact. Maybe yeah. Maybe it's not that hard to do. Hey guys, Future Wanya here. Hello uh, <laughs> from the future, and telling you. Okay, right. you know what? Part three. Uh, I think we need to like since since uh, Wanya isn't actually on this podcast. We need to get Future Wanya in touch with Chalmers somehow to like get old <laughs> stories of Wanya to really fucking freak him out one time. Just like shit that he'd be like, how does he know this? That would you be know? funny. It would be hilarious. Okay. Part three. Hey, fellas. It's uh, future Wanye, but I have a yeah, bit of a uh, confession to make. I'm not really future Wanye at all. It's actually uh, Duncan Keith. Um, I am still calling him the future, but uh, I know it's a bit of subterfuge. Okay. I was trying to sort of... Um, ingratiate myself to you folks so when the trade <laughs> happened that you'd sort of be uh, amenable to that but obviously you know the cat's out of the bag uh, at this point um, I will tell you that things didn't go uh, exactly the way we planned initially the deal was going to be uh, myself for Neil one for one and then uh, there was an agreement with the Kraken to take uh, I believe Mikko Koskinen and uh, well, obviously, I'm not sure whether uh, it was a Stan Goldman mistake or whether uh, Kenny managed to, uh, to change parameters of the deal. But uh, anyway, sorry. Um, great news is that I will be in Edmonton. And uh, I can't tell you everything that's going to happen, obviously, because some things have gone wrong already. But um, I am excited that uh, I'll be there to see the Cassian trade and see how you guys react to all that. So sorry about the um, the misdirection there. Um <laughs> hopefully uh, have a few good years here in Edmonton and uh, bring you guys some uh, success. Thanks to cheer about. So anyway, Duncan Keith uh, from the future signing off. So future one is actually tough. future Duncan Keith. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he is one of the greatest impressionists of all time because that is definitely not Wanye. Because when he goes yeah. into that, I know Wanye has zero impressional ability or any way to like change his voice to sound like somebody different and when he actually changes to Duncan Keith I don't think future Wanye is capable of that or actual Wanye sorry so I was wrong that man is very very good at doing Wanye also though like this person didn't leave like an email or whatever along with it they're an unnamed voicemail lever so like all (laughs) literally all we know like for some of them, there's like a reply button where I can reply to the person who sent it in. There's not one for that. So this person clearly wants to remain anonymous. So we'll never know. Could be anybody. Well, it really could be anybody. Future Duncan Keith slash future Wanye. Keep sending those because they are golden. And 
he's probably getting discouraged because we wouldn't play them. But that was only because Wanye wasn't here. Yep. Um, so just keep doing it, and we'll keep playing him when he's not here. That's which ridiculous. Is happening more and more often. <laughs> that is yeah, they ridiculous. Were they were good. I uh, I like the voicemail idea, but again, um, everyone always gives us shit for starting segments and stopping them. We've actually like the listener profile one. We ran that one for like a solid eight months. That was but a how good many segment. voicemails do we got? We got a bench banked, and we just haven't played them. No, actually, we've played most of them. I got two more here. One of them is from Chandler, but I think that one is for. Uh, I think that one might be for Oilers Nation Radio. So I think yeah, we got to so play some on. So we had this little talk pre, and you and you're talking about segments now. Some people like segments are good for the people doing the podcast, because what it does is it, it, it gives you structure number one, but it also, you don't have to be as creative in, in thinking up things on the fly. Like we do literally no show prep and it probably sometimes comes across. And I know that some people like the fact that we don't, the fact that we just bullshit. We talk about anything. I could bring up fucking anything right now and we would just talk about it. Right. But just to have like a couple, when we were talking earlier, you, you were like, well, I've tried to bring it, bring 100 back and 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 you know ask the listener or listener profile or or voicemail the fact is is like who has to be the caretaker of this somebody has to keep everybody responsible i put that on you you Chuck. okay but here's the, no <laughs> fuck that <laughs> i'm going off on this because i get told all these ways that we need to like make the podcast better and it's like get guests then I get us a guest and like no one shows up to do the interview with me or it's like half the cast. <laughs> so it's like, Hey, I'm not going to get guests. And then I'm told, no, no, less guests. We need more banter with everyone. So we do more banter. And then we get this complaint where it's like, Oh, the shows are just nonsense. Like we need structure. So then I come up, I start coming up with five topics for every show. And then listeners start going, Holy shit. You're empty. Shut up. This isn't what real life is about. We don't want that. <laughs> so then I stop doing that. And then people are like, how come there's no more segments? How come there's no more structure? What's going on? And it's like, Man, I we whatever's whatever I'm told to do, I do my best to do. But like the segments, yeah, keeping it at 100, that'd be great if we did that like every Thursday. The problem is when I sit here and go, all right, keeping it at 100, who's got one? And that's the sound we get is just dead silence or Wanye going, I don't know, I'm not doing that. So what? What do you want? Traumers, you do a segment. What do you want? What do you want to do? I don't know because What's, here's the thing with here's the thing with podcasts and the fact that I think it's the gift and the curse to listening to a lot of podcasts, which I do. Um, number one, I don't think there's any original segment idea. There just there no. isn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's tough to come up with something new. So no matter what, you're kind of biting from somebody else. And they've you know in the radio and podcasting you know solar system, it's kind of known that. If you want to do less work as somebody on these, you number one, take calls, or you number two, have segments, right? Because it's easier. Yep. It's easier to do. So I don't know. I kind of on the fact, I couldn't even think, like, I love keeping it 100 where we all just bitch about something that's happened in our real life. I thought that was quite original. And uh, and it was fun to do. But, like, yeah, nobody can. I liked my awkward encounter of the week. I was having a couple of those. I still have them, but that really never took off all that much. I had an awkward I, encounter today at the bank where I heard a lady it? say, so I'm in line at the bank and there's a lady up in front. And I could tell that there's nobody at her till at her window. The, the person that's dealing with her has gone to get the manager. They're talking in the back. And this lady, you can tell, is turning. And you can tell she's just, she's somebody's pulled her ripcord a little bit. And so when she comes back, she says, we can't take third-party checks. Now, what I imagine that is, is somebody has written a check 
to somebody else, signed it over to them, and now they're trying to cash it, a third-party check, right? And this lady's like, the, the manager's just like, we haven't accepted third-party checks for like two years. And this lady goes, that's bullshit. I was a bank manager. She goes, oh, and she starts yelling. She starts calling her sweetie. And like, this is now the point where in regular society, it's become a thing where you switch on your video and you start taking a vid. Because this lady went off saying, you will then just give me back that check right now and, and the millions that go with it. Let me talk to your district manager. Like she threw out almost everything. This lady was going off and it was awkward for everybody. Right. So I have those kind of things still. Those were a fun segment. There's still the one where the, the girl pays for my, my meal at Tim Hortons. That was a long, long time ago, but I don't think I ever I heard like that, that one. Segment. So long story short, I go into, uh, we're walking into Tim Hortons, me and this girl, and I open the door for her and she goes in front of me in the line. Right. As what happens in a, in a, in a store like that, you open the door for somebody, you're both walking to the till. Clearly I was there first, but now she's in line ahead of me. And so no big deal, but she turns to me as she's ordering and she goes, I'd like to pay for your stuff for Cause that was so nice that you opened the door for me. And I'm like, Oh no, it's okay. Cause I have this gift card that I got from being a, a base, a hockey coach. I know what I'm getting. My order is like probably around nine to $10. And I don't want her to pay for all that. So I say to her, because my morning routine at this point was like a, um, a, a wrap, uh, a drink and a like apple fritter or some shit. Right. Yeah. And so I don't want her to have to pay for all that. So I just say, she won't let this go either. I've declined like three times. Finally, I'm like, I was just going to get a bacon breakfast wrap. And she's like, okay. She orders it for me. They, we, we now are standing awkwardly at the counter where, and I obviously don't order anything else. Cause that would just be weird. So we're standing awkwardly at the counter where they are, um, where we're both waiting for our food and I'm trying to make small talk and, but I'm watching the people put together the food and she's not. And they put my wrap in her bag, hand her her bag. And so she goes, okay, thank you. And starts to walk out the door. And I'm like, okay, my wrap's in that bag. Like, what do I do? Do I stop her and say like, Hey, so that wrap you bought me, like it's in your bag. Can I have that? Right? <laughs> or do I just fucking let her walk out and be like, Okay, now I got to get back in line behind the other four people that are back there and just do this all over again, right? So she, funny enough, notices it popping out the bag and she goes, oh, I think this is yours. And I'm like, yeah, okay, great, thanks, you know, awesome. So we walk out together. I get in my truck. She gets in her car. Now I'm going to, my plan is to go through the drive-thru because I still need the drink and I still need the apple <laughs> fresh. So I'm like, I'll just go through the drive-thru. So I'm sitting there waiting, pretending I'm like on my phone and she's not pulling out. And I'm just like, what? How long do I have to sit here that she's not pulling out? Finally, she pulls out and I watch her kind of drive away. And then I drive out and I get into the, to the, to the uh, drive through drive drive through And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, oh man, this is so awkward. I'm like, okay, whatever. No big deal. But the way she went around the building was she came back right next to the <laughs> drive-thru. And I look over and she looks right at me in the drive-thru. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this is so fucking oh, fuck. awkward. Did you hold so, eye contact or were you just trying to avoid, oh, avoid, avoid? She looked, no, I looked over at her as she was looking at me. We held eye contact and then she just kept driving. And I just looked forward and was like, I didn't ask for any of this. <laughs> 
what the hell is <laughs> happening right now? Yeah, like, you're just being courteous, oh, and now man. you've got a situation. That's I so opened good. the door for somebody, so and it just was a fucking... And this, is, this kind of went into, like, the... Um, at Tim Hortons, the person, if you start the I'm paying for the guy behind me thing, shame on fucking you. Well, Nobody else likes it. No. There is no good reason to do that. Because well, then you're... You, yeah, you get up to the window... Yeah for your $5 stuff. And they're like, Oh, the person behind in front of you paid. And you're like, Oh, okay. I'll pay it back. I'll get the people behind you looking behind you. And it's a work truck with four guys yep. all getting breakfast and coffees. And you're like, so that breakfast just cost me 20 bucks. Like, yep. That's fair. Somebody I guess. gets burnt in it. One person gets, one person gets off. One person gets to feel good and everybody else gets fucked. I got caught with that one time because I was going to, I was exactly what you were talking about, Chalmers. Somebody bought, I, all I went is I went to Tim Hortons and I got a coffee. So we're talking a dollar 50 kind of thing here. And then person in front of you bought the coffee. I'm like, okay, I'll buy the person in front of me. And I'm not really paying attention. Turns out $48 fucking company order ah! for one of the buildings. I'm, I'm like, okay. So now I just bought a $48 coffee. Can't you just it's say no? A- like, can't you say like, no, Oh, what's no, the yeah, order? Yeah. Yeah, well, like in hindsight, that's the exact, but I was just like, I was flustered. I was rattled because I was there. I was at the window. I already agreed to pay. And then they give me the thing and I tap and it was $48. It was a nightmare. The the last time, that's hard. The last time I had that happen to me, it was actually on my birthday. I was, I was like, all right, it's my birthday. I had to go to work, go into the radio station. So I pulled into Tim Hortons to buy myself breakfast. And the guy in front of me bought my whole breakfast for me. And I just accepted it as a good deed. I didn't pay it backwards. I just ended the train. I was like, wow, you know what? It's my birthday. Someone did something nice. Like, I'm just going to cash in on this. <laughs> I, don't, See, I, don't I, think I, I don't think that's shitty of me to do. I think I that's I like, agree with you. if someone in front of you is being nice, you know what? I might pay it forward in another way, but I don't feel any obligation or pressure to pay for what's behind me. Hit us up right, nation but- real life on Twitter and Instagram. I want to know if you are always, if somebody pays for your shit in a drive through are you always putting it like paying it forward? I want to know. I need to know. So- and I also want to know what is your limit? Like if it gets to 10 bucks and you're like, okay, but if it's for 15, you're like, no, nah, fuck that person. You know? There is only one thing worse than being in a till and having to say no to like, okay, oh, I'm just going to accept that. And the person at Tim Hortons is judging you. It's when you go to pay for something and they're like, would you like to donate $5 to like save children? And you're like, no, I don't. Because <laughs> I, 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 if I do it every single time, it's like yeah. <laughs> 20 bucks a month. It's not a big deal. But hey, I, we, we have in my family, a charity budget for the year and we put it towards things that really mean something to us and most of the time it's to you know to help the kids that are uh, friends of mine's kids that have to do like a fundraising thing or you know like the stollery which is dear and dear to our heart um stuff like that right and so i'm sorry but it's just not in the budget to do like an extra 20 it's not even the budget it's more the principle when you do that i was remember walking down the mall once and this person is like you don't want to stop at those kiosks, but there's their there's their line when you said your immediate no because you're already built in that you're gonna say no when this person approaches you, right? Yeah. yeah. Would you like to save would you like to save some children's lives? And I was just like, no. And I walked by and I'm like, wow, that fucking was great. <laughs> like I just had the no built in already, and you asked me the one question that you really <laughs> should never say no to. Well, at least you just said no, not no, fuck those kids. And then just keep moving on, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, like, where are these kids exactly? Like, uh, how old are they? Yeah. Do I get a tax receipt from this or no? I, uh, I remember during the Oilers playoff run in 2017, <laughs> working for the radio station outside of a brew house, we had set up like a big van that was painted San Jose Sharks colors. People could come smash. So outside the brew house, there was this guy and his two like younger kids or whatever walking by. And the kids were like, oh, dad, can we do it? Can we do it? And so the guy comes over. He's like, how much? I'm like, oh, it's like one whack for 10 bucks or three whacks for 20. And he was like, okay, three whacks for 20. Fine, kids, you can do it. He's like, wait do I get a tax receipt for this? Cause it was $20 to charity. And I was like, Oh no. Like, I don't think we do that. Like I was like, whatever, 18, 19. I didn't know what the fuck to say. I was like, no, I don't think I can do that. Sorry. And he goes, ah, well, sorry, kids. I ain't doing it. And he fucking dipped. Cause he didn't get the tax receipt for his $20 donation to let his kids swing a hammer at a car. <laughs> that Listen, was when those one. people ask. Yeah. That 20 bucks costs that some bitch like 30 to do it. That's 30 earned dollars, five bucks. Five bucks is a till without a tax receipt. I had to earn seven to pay that five. Mm-hmm. It ain't just five. Yep. How much of well, your time? Okay, hey, wait, what? There's opportunity cost here. Can, no, can that's you? Before, that's, that's before tax money he's paying right there, right? Yep. So in order for him to make that $20 as after tax money, he had to make like $32. Yep. I don't follow the logic here at all. Beca- because if he's you, given... If you... If you make $1 and you get taxed 30%, that means you get to keep 70 cents of it. Yeah. So in order to make $1 after tax money, you have to make $1.30. Chalmers, the bottom line is his two kids wanted to swing a hammer on their way to an Oilers game, and he wouldn't throw out the $20 bill because I wouldn't give him the tax receipt. I get it. I get writing things off and running a good business. I just felt like that one instance was kind of weird. I'm not saying that I wouldn't have done it. All I'm saying is, is if every single time I go to the till and they ask me to donate $5 to something, that shit's going to add up and I don't want to do it. It also adds up buying a Slurpee every day, bro. That Slurpee actually costs you $2 and 70 cents of before whatever the fuck math you're doing. Like you could say that about anything. Yeah, but I have a Slurpee budget and I'm I'm not buying Slurpees for everybody in the damn place or that would take (laughs) away from my damn Slurpee budget, wouldn't it? You should always keep room in your budget for the fantastic products, courtesy of our friends at twigandberries.ca. Um, go to their website, twigandberries.ca. Everything is in normal prices, not converted into like after tax earnings dollars or whatever we're doing here. Uh, <laughs> if your order is over $75, <laughs> it's free shipping within Canada. Promo code nation 15, 15% off. Um, great you stuff to, to wear on. $90 to afford that. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Enough. No more. Um, <laughs> yeah. They got some great stuff there. Love our friends at uh, Twig and Berries. They're excellent. I'm yep. wearing my nut sacks right now, Tyler. I just thought you mm. might like to enjoy that. Not that to is... mention the extra 5% the government puts on it. You know what oh. I mean, boys? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> hey, did Come you, on. Did you, hear, did you hear this dude that's running for uh, uh, prime minister? Yeah, no GST December. <laughs> GST free just right when everybody's got to buy Christmas presents. I was like, you know what? That's hilarious because a lot of people will be like, uh, that sounds great. I'm for that. Yeah. I'm like, come on. And he's going to save I think you. It's very funny. Even if you were to what? Spend a thousand. If you were to spend a thousand dollars around Christmas, that's what? 50 bucks you're saving yourself? I, I guess. I mean, if you're making your political decisions based on who might save you between 50 and $150, depending on how much you spend hey, during my Christmas. Friend, my friend. Yeah. You do not have kids yet. And a thousand dollars is not even close to what you spend on Christmas when you have nieces nephews 
kids of your own, a wife, your grandparents, or your like your parents, a thousand bucks. Sounds like you need to. Sounds like you need to redo how gifts work in your family. No that's what I we like did. It. We we did for yeah. that exact reason. We do gift exchange or uh, pull names now. Yep, that's what my family just, does too. It just too. turned ridiculous because it's like you buy well, the nieces, we, then the nephews, then we the, do that. We we do that for the adults, but for the kids up until the age of 18, 16 or eighteen, we buy a gift for every niece and nephew. Well, that's nice of you. That that's nice. Yeah, I mean, and they're young kids. I'm sure they love it. Um, but yeah, my family put like a cap on that shit. I know some people who just stopped with it. Like their families were like, no more gifts. We'll come, we'll have our meal together. The young kids get a gift, but like no more of this giving gifts to the adults thing because we're all adults and we can buy our own shit kind of. That's why I love Thanksgiving. It's all the good food and booze without any of the buying gifts all the time. Yeah. Um, that's why I, I, I do really like the, um, the gift exchange where you can steal the person, like somebody in front of you's gift. Oh, yeah, we do good. that at the nation gift? Christmas party every year. Oh, is that a good time? Somebody inevitably always leaves hurt, though. <laughs> like, always, they got the, they got the one thing oh, they yeah. wanted. Oh, it was in like Big Brother. Remember when Sarah Beth and Big Brother got the five jeans? She's basically crying, and now yeah. Derek's got to wear a fucking leotard all week. Yep. He didn't take the five grand for because she cried and begged him not to because she's having such a tough time right now. I oh, find it God. amazing on Big Brother that they just like how many people are personally offended when they get either a nominated or asked to be a pawn or whatever. Like, and all these people are super fans of the show that, that fucking annoys me. It's just like, why are you so sad as if this was not a possibility that you could get put on the block in this game? I don't get it. It annoys me. The thing that's driving me nuts this season with this cookout Alliance is that all of them are in their own games and talking in the diary room, talking to the other people they're close with outside of this alliance, being like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I need to do what's best for my game, blah, blah, blah. Then someone else in their alliance does something that's good for their game, and they're like, what the? Does the cookout mean nothing? Like, Aza, during that last HOH, that Kylan one, when she was like, why didn't you throw it to me? Like, what? He's, it's embarrassing, man. Like, he's playing his own game. He's being so selfish, and it's like, Aza, win the comp, get the question right, and it won't be a problem. Or Tiffany, when she's mad, and I'm like, he tried to throw it to you. Yeah, he you just sat there. Like, how long was he supposed to wait? And then and she dude, picked the I wrong answer so, anyway. I was so mad. I was like, this is like entitlement. Uh, like, I, I'm not going to be somebody who sits on, my, sits on my porch and yells, get off my lawn. But there's a lot of entitlement in, like, the younger generation, which is fine. I had yeah. a lot of entitlement. As a, I think it gets worse with every generation that comes. But it was so evident when she was so mad that he wasn't going to throw it to her. It's like... What makes you think that he, number one, owes it to you to throw it? He's in your alliance. This is good for you, but you can't see five feet in front of your own face that you're going to get this mad. And like, if I was, and then, and then he was almost like forced to try to throw it to Tina, but she just screwed up, you know? And you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, these people. He was just sitting there waiting. Like, are you going to push a button or what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I don't get Embarrassing. it. Embarrassing. It is. Win yeah, a even, fucking competition. Win it if you want it. Win it. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, it's like back. At, it was earlier in the season, but when uh, I think it was Xavier was like going to put Brittany on the block, and Aza like freaked out about it, and was like, "I know it's a game, but don't you care about her? Like she's going to be so upset." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "How do you sign up for Big Brother?" And like the first time you're on the block, like you're melting down and like freaking out about how like hard and everyone's ganging up on you and you don't give a shit. And it's like. I get like maybe being in there is just such a mental fuck 
that Has like you you lose like the perception of that but like i don't know like even christian like christian was like pissed off when he got put up but he wasn't like freaking out and like crying and being like oh i'm gonna derek x is such a piece of shit but he did a little bit of that but for the most part he was like oh shit it's a game big move I, out. and i love that uh derek x made that move then was not a target this week like no one even whispered about him, at least from what I've seen. I'm not fully caught up. I think I'm one. Yeah, I'm not behind. fully caught up yet either. No, he got. You know what? He got me when we when they were doing that, and it was like, what is he going to put her on the block? And they had the first ever cliffhanger where they didn't actually yeah. do the veto, perform yeah. the veto. That was crazy, right? So then the next episode, I remember watching at the very beginning, and my wife and I were just about to start it, and we were like, if he doesn't do this, he's dead. He is dead next yeah. week because already X is going after him. Alyssa's going after him. Anyways, he had to pull it off. He did, and seemingly came out completely unscathed. So he's in a great spot. Like great move, great move. Perfectly um, I executed. I'd, yep. like, I'd like to put forward a challenge over the weekend because I really, I'm going to do it this weekend, and I really want to talk about it because it's sports. It's we were all alive for this event, and apparently this documentary is fantastic. But on Netflix. It was just released. It's called Malice at the Palace. Yeah, it's, it's in my queue. Uh, yeah. So it, it's, it's obviously, for anybody that doesn't know, it's about when, uh, you know, the Ron Artest and the Indiana Pacers uh, yeah. basically fought Detroit Pistons fans. And what led up to it, it shows the characteristics around it. One thing that I'll, that I'll spoil because I just, I've heard an interview, and this isn't really just, this is not going to spoil anything, but Ron Artest, who basically was the, fuse that was lit to start this whole fire um he traveled around with a psychologist he knew he he needed that he had like issues that he needed to work through and he wasn't you know mature enough to work through them himself so he had a traveling psychologist and they were working on a technique where when he gets put in a position where he could explode that he just finds a center and does a five count and brings himself back to reality right yeah and it's and in the documentary, it said that when he's laying on that scores table, which looked like he's freaking out, he goes and lays on the scores table, puts his hands on his head. He was going through his five count progression to get himself back. And if he would have, it probably would have just diffused itself and gone away. But then the most perfect of all perfect drink tosses lands right on his chest. And before he can get to five, the dynamite explodes. And Next thing you know, you've got fucking dudes in Detroit Pistons jerseys squaring up with Jeremy Stevenson. And it's like, you know, one of the one of the pivotal points in like the NBA in the past 20 years. So anyway, many, we all need to watch it so we can. How many episodes? Dude, I think it's just one. I, I'm, like, I'm, it's just the one doc. Oh, no, I'll yeah. catch that. Yeah. Um, Brad Stepanko actually sent me, uh, sent me that one on or sent us, sent it to us on our real life Instagram. So I'm definitely going to crush that out. Absolutely. hundred percent. So yes, it's called, what's it? It's called untold malice at the palace. And it goes into everything. It goes into the fact that stadium security and police didn't show up for a long time. Uh, it shows, you know, it talks about, okay. How many videos is there? There's trailer. Let's see. No, there, I think there's just, one yeah okay i don't know i can't That's cool. find how long it, yeah it's a film it's a netflix film um but yeah 2004 and it just it shows it just goes into like the fact that i think his name is jeremy stevenson was one of the players and this dude was like 
before this fight, he had taken some, you know, kids, some girls that couldn't get dates to prom or somebody who asked him, he was like a golden child type of thing, right? Like really mm -hmm. great perception of him. And immediately after this fight, because you can see him squaring up with a fucking fan, he turned into a thug in every, in, in like the media's minds and they portrayed him as such. And it kind of ruined him. Like it kind of like he was in and out of court for, I think the next 10 years, it was, so this is a story told from their perspective, the people that were involved in this. It's going to be super That's, interesting. I think we'll all love it. It has a sports tie-in, and I would love to talk about it on Monday. I'd like that because I don't really know much about it beyond, you know, I've, I mean, I've seen the highlights, of course, but like that, I don't really know much about it beyond that. Well, there's all this whole thing about how the NBA was like, you know, as much as I don't like getting into like race talk, I mean, at that time, the NBA the commissioner was going through a lot of, you know, like trying to change people's wardrobes, you know, the Allen Iverson effect, you know, but really Steve Nash was the one that was dressing in all baggy clothes. And so everybody started to have to wear suits. Like what they were trying to do is sell basketball to majority, majority white fans. Right. So they tried to market it as such. And this was like just blowing the top off of it all. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting. I think it's a fucking amazing story and I can't wait to watch it. One thing I want to, uh, I'm totally done. One thing I want to ask you guys about, uh, what came out this week that not this coming season, but the one after we're going to get some ads on NHL jerseys. And I was cruising Twitter before uh, we started and people are mad, but you guys also <laughs> love a lot of sports and this isn't like, this isn't new. No. No, I, 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 I say to them, to the people that didn't like this coming, people in the NBA didn't want to see this coming, go look at the size of the advertisement on their jersey. The LA Kings have a little Wish logo on it. It's literally the size of a Nike check mark on a, on a shirt. So, it doesn't make any difference. My thing is, is as long as the jersey, the, 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 the badge isn't like this huge, gaudy, ugly thing, it should be okay. People, everybody in the NBA is like, yeah, not even a problem anymore. Nobody cares about it. So it's gonna be I don't understand anybody getting up. Three and, and a half by three inches is the area that they can. So it's, it's small. It's very small. And can you, so if I go and I buy an Oilers jersey in the store now, will it have to come with that? Logo no, no, it in no. all likelihood will not. Like you it could probably not. go find. So like, what the fuck does anybody care about this for? That's so, why it's to me. That's my. I'm with you, Chalmers, because last year when they put the ads on helmets and people were like, oh, you can't put ads on the guy's helmets, and then as you're watching the game, or you don't notice any ads on the helmets. Yeah, like the jerseys yeah, you buy like, at the store will be the same. But then when I brought this up the other day on the radio, there were people being like, oh, well, that's bullshit. I want what the players wear. I want the ad on the jersey I buy, and it's like. You can't, you clearly cannot please everyone what here, right? What are we doing here, people? Jesus. Well, like, it is interesting. It's interesting though, because like I have, I have friends over in England and obviously Jersey sponsorship is huge in, in Premier League soccer. And it's funny that they kind of track how old your Jersey is, how old yeah. you, how long you've been a fan for based on what ad is on the front of your Jersey. It is an interesting concept, but personally, I, I like, as long as you can buy it without, which you can, then I don't see what yeah. the problem is. Right. So I would like, you know, anybody that listens to this podcast, I wish everybody in the world would do this, but I've, I've done this. I'm not necessarily somebody who likes to get up in arms about shit that really doesn't affect me all that much. Like this isn't a NASCAR outfit. This They're not putting a thousand decals on this, on this Jersey. It's not going to take away from the, the, you know, the, 
legacy or the, the, whatever you want to call it of our Jersey. Right. It's not going to take anything away from it. Right. But my question is, is like, or not my question. My statement is basically like, I wish people would just wake up and kind of stop looking for so much shit to bitch about on a daily basis, especially stuff that they can't control. <laughs> like yes. you don't have to, it doesn't help anybody. Like, unless it's something super serious, like, I'm not talking about masks in school. Have your opinion on that. But this is a three by three logo on a jersey, a sports jersey. Soccer's been doing it forever. The world's game, the most prestigious, you know, sporting uh, like like teams in the world are doing this already, right? Like, yeah. Why? Why does it make such a difference? Why it seemed it inevitable to me. Yeah, it did. It did to me too. Like you kind of, if they're ripping off the bandaid, they're getting it done 2022. The only thing I'll say that I want to happen with this is I want it. It should have to match your color scheme. So like, even when I look at the helmet ads for the last year, um, like when the Oilers have Rogers on their helmet, I would like it. And I'm, I don't even remember if it was, which shows you how little of a detail this was, but like the Oilers Rogers logo should be blue or orange. Um, the one that drove me nuts this year, the only one that consistently pissed me off was the Pittsburgh Penguins because they had the massive blue PPG paints square on their helmet and blue doesn't match anything in their jerseys. Like they should have to change that to black or white to match their jerseys. And I hope they do that with the jersey ads. Like, you know, if the Oilers have Rogers, make sure it's an orange Rogers logo at least. And, and that should be a concession they make. You know, if I don't even know where else to go, but like the Leafs, if the Leafs go with Scotiabank, don't put a red Scotiabank logo on the Leafs jersey. Keep it white or blue. You know what I'm saying? Like, it should have to match your jersey. I do. I do. I, do. I get what you're saying. And I just, because if your logo, if your brand is big enough that people are aware of your logo, regardless of what color it is, take the Pepsi logo right now. Yeah. You put the Pepsi logo on the Pittsburgh Penguins jersey, and it says Pepsi below it, and one of those is black and one of them is yellow. That's kind of cool, right? Like. Yeah. If it matched like, like that, like if, if your brand has such good brand awareness that you can do it in any color, I say that's good. But like PPG, if it was in, if, if they're known for like their blue logo and it doesn't stand out, I'll bet you PPG would be like, it'll change the color. The whole yeah, reason I was we say. want this blue on those jerseys is because it fucking stands out. I was going to say you shouldn't be allowed to do that. I think that takes too much almost away from the jerseys. I was going to say like if you're, if you're a brand like Coke, Coke's not getting away from red and white. Yeah, could you imagine if they went white, like Rangers colors? They went yeah. blue. They went Pepsi colors because they wanted to be on the Rangers jersey. Yeah. Okay, but counterpoint. Let's say, like, how cool would it be? And this is maybe a way to integrate it more into your brand as a team. Like, if Coca Cola sponsored the Oilers and all the bottles of Coke in R- Rogers had orange and blue labels or something like that, right? Like, really buy into like a partnership and not just like, oh, we're slapping the PPG sticker on here and like it might look like shit. I guess we'll see. Yeah. You know. We'll see. I um I uh I have to say you brought that up and I opened I opened my newest flat of Coke Zeros from the uh, store and I was surprised to say the least when I opened it because the bag and the and the flat is still black and red red writing and all that. When I opened the cans, they're now all red with black writing, so they look more like real Coke. And they say in big letters, like when a big badge on there says "New." Coke Zero. And I was like, if you change the taste of this Coke Zero, <laughs> I am going to have a fucking issue with this because it's like the only pop I drink. And I, and I like drink it religiously, right? So, and did they? I was a little, 
Yeah, no, it was fucking exactly the same. But and now the can is red and stuff. So like changing your brand, changing your colors. I don't think it's all that big of a deal. So I could see where orange and blue, especially because that's such a good color scheme, anyways. Yeah, I think beautiful. Almost anybody. Like, imagine getting the Home Depot on uh, the Oilers, and it's yeah. on their blue jerseys is written in orange. That's gonna stand out. That's gonna be awesome. That's their color. But on the orange jerseys, it's like, well, written in blue. Would it stand out? Probably. Yeah. Huh. Oh no. We'll I'm curious to see like who who would be would it be a local company or a big time company that buys this? Like who's the Oilers? Yeah, like I can see it being. I can see it being like a. It could be like I definitely see Rogers or like PCL or something. You know what I mean? I was just gonna say PCL. PCL. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I could see PCL doing it. Either way, uh, it might. It's. I think it's gonna probably cost like what three, four million bucks. Six million bucks. Oh, really? Six million bucks, according to Greg Wyshynski at ESPN. For the Oilers or on average around the league? That's what they're just, they're, they're guessing ballpark and for, you know, for a, for a hockey market city about yeah. 6 million bucks. Okay. So do you think yeah. there'll be backlash to like some of these companies that do put the logo on from people that didn't want the logos on the Jersey? It'll be like, you know, pissed off at the actual company that's <laughs> putting their logo on there. Probably. I, I saw someone was tweeting. They're like, man, can you imagine if like Barstool bought the Bruins jersey or something? That's where you'll get backlashes if you get a fucking mm-hmm. company like that. Well, there's also, so I read in the report, there's also guidelines and there's just no fly zone. So like co- some companies are just, you can't, okay. like we're not going to see Pornhub on anybody's on jerseys. You know what I mean? Ooh. Yeah. But now that OnlyFans so is banning sexual content, OnlyFans can be on a jersey. Hey, hey, now's the time. The time to pivot is now. Wholesome content from OnlyFans. <sighs> So it's funny because what we're talking about is directly uh, a factor in uh, a conversation that I had last Thursday with JR, uh, Jay from this podcast, obviously. Oh, really? He, just for, for anybody else who didn't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, he grew up using King Cobra drivers when they were the very first driver that, like when Cobra put out their very first driver, he had one and he was a big hitter and it made a difference for him and he fell in love with them. And so he's always had King Cobra drivers up until they kind of stopped making really good drivers and they're back in the market right now. And their spokesperson is none other than the least likable human being in the world, Bryson DeChambeau. And JR wants to buy a King Cobra, but can't bring himself to do it because he hates Bryson DeChambeau so much. So, That's so funny. That's a it's very so funny. Uh, you taking your beefs to your driver, Gabe. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, Chalmers, it. I just think. Go ahead. Is there someone climbing in the bed of your truck? No, they're, they're strapping stuff to a trailer behind me. Oh, you guys okay. are loading their trailer and strapping it up. I, yeah, love like how you just, I love how you just kind of like, yeah, guys, you keep working. I got to go do this podcast for an hour in my truck. I That's don't great. tell them. Yeah, you Honestly, just, though, they think you're on um, a work call? Yeah, well, because outside of my job sites, a lot of the stuff I do is coordination and like note-taking, ordering, and so... I'm not going to do it while I'm in the house uh, because then they just tend to ask me a million questions and I don't really ever get it done. So a lot of the time I'm just legit sitting in the truck anyways up front getting work done on my iPad. And so it's not really much. And they, they don't know that I'm on it. And I yeah. don't really feel like telling them. <laughs> before we wrap things up, before we wrap things up, a little bit of love to our uh, presenting sponsors at DoorDash. They present the whole nation network of podcasts. Ding dong. Uh, head to DoorDash, use the promo code, real life 
Oh, fuck me. I forgot it again. What is the damn promo? Real code? life DD, man. Ding Real dong. life DD. Real life DD is the promo code. Use that at DoorDash. Gets you 25% off and free delivery on your first order. Dairy Queen, Burger King, Popeyes, IHOP, Taco Bell. Those are just some of the fine restaurants you can find and have delivered right to your door with DoorDash. Also, clean up your pubes with Manscaped. Absolutely. For, Hold on. From promo code real life. IHOP, I don't yes. Know. It, uh, I'd please like you to get in touch with me on social media if you've ever DoorDashed IHOP to your house because yeah, I, we need to have a pancakes. We need to have a talk about your life choices. Why? <laughs> um, Although last week I said... Although last week I said I've been uh, door dashing Slurpee, so who am I to judge anything anybody's doing? No, 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 no. Door, come on. It's not about. It's not about the fact that you're door dashing something that isn't normally door dashed. It's the fact that you're getting IHOP. Like, <laughs> <laughs> have you never been to IHOP before? Your M Chuck is it, it's, it's. It's not exactly fine dining, my friend. You could Not say exactly. that about a lot of restaurants. Hey, if you want IHOP for breakfast after a night of drinking or something like that, all the power to you. Yeah, get after it. Why not? Yeah, we don't order shame on, on this podcast, Chalmers. No, we don't. Not at all. All right. Get Muggins. Get get something else. Trust me. Muggins is great. They've got a fine breakfast. Oh, the, one of the best best in the city. And if you want, you your rum chuck if you want, after you go for a couple of spins on the old VLTs after you're done, why not? <laughs> I like that. Now you're speaking my language. Uh, all right, we're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, this has been episode 308 of the Real Life Podcast. Shout out to the HGA Group, our title sponsor, DoorDash, Manscaped, and of course, Twig and Berries, where that promo code is Nation15. Uh, hopefully, Jay and Wanya can make it for a full pod next time. But until then, enjoy your weekend, everybody, and we will talk again soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Real Life Podcast. Don't want to miss any of our nonsense? Hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.